So today's episode is a recording of a live stream that I did with Alana Schroeder of The Distinguished Guest. Alana's been on the show a couple of times. She is the queen of hospitality. And we're talking about 10 touch points of modern hospitality. It was a blog post that she wrote on The Distinguished Guest. And I wanted to talk to Alana and tease out some of these points and share some insights that she has for you. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. And as I say every week, which I am, I am delighted to be back with you once again. Do you know, I realised this week, we're at the beginning of October, uh, it's only a month before the clocks go back and we get headed into uh, the winter. And it's, it's really weird because October came up so quick, mainly because September was so darn busy and October's pretty much the same. And I'm looking for a little bit of breathing space because I've got a ton of projects that I want to get on with this uh, this fall. One of which, well, I'm probably not going to share everything with you, but I want to get more out on our YouTube channel. So please, if you have not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, go to the show notes and there'll be a link to the YouTube channel on there. Or you can just go to YouTube and put in vacation rental formula and that will take you there. So all these live streams are actually going up on the YouTube channel and I'm also going to start doing some sort of shorter videos just touching on one or two topics or maybe each video will just concentrate on one specific topic, more snack-like if, if you like. So yes, please head on over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. I would love it if you would do that. So today I am talking to Alana Schroeder of The Distinguished Guest, and we're talking about modern hospitality. She wrote a great blog post on The Distinguished Guest called The 10 Touch Points of Modern Hospitality, and she based this on a visit that she, she made to a hotel in Atlanta when she was going to a wedding in Alabama. And... One thing she said in the blog post that really resonated with me, she said, I'm so used to offering hospitality that it felt great to get it in return. Ever since then, I've been trying to reverse engineer what made my experience so great. And this post is all about this reverse engineering. So without further ado, let's move on over and talk to Alana. Hello, how are you? Hi, Heather. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. This is so much fun, isn't it? I know. It's great. I love being live. Don't get to do this very often. <laughs> well, if anybody 
is out there listening in the live world, you can comment on this and ask your questions. Just post them onto Facebook and I will uh, post them up here and you'll be able to see them. And then I can ask Alana and we'll take it from there. But for those of you who are out there listening on the podcast, you don't get to see us face to face, but it's going to be the same great content. And you can also see it on, uh, if, if you're if you're not here live, you can check this out on our YouTube channel as well. So this is all about multipurposing, which I'm loving now because I only have to do one thing and then just spread it out all over the place. So welcome, uh, Alana. I haven't seen you for ages. I haven't seen anybody for ages. So <laughs> tell me how, how you have been over the last six months or so, because I know your property on Kauai has probably been hammered because it seems that they closed the islands down just about. Yeah, it's been definitely a wild ride the last six months, that's for sure. Um, Everything from homeschooling to um, really what I felt like was pulling a rabbit out of my hat and renting my place in Kauai for 10 months so that I really haven't even been that exposed to, you know, what is really turning into a financial crisis on the islands, you know, mostly for the residents, but also extremely difficult for short-term rentals. They recently, uh, the governor recently opened up travel again, starting October 15th without a 14-day quarantine. So that's really exciting uh, for everybody on the islands. But, you know, it's going to be a slow process ramping back up again. They don't really expect a flat, flood of travelers. It's really going to be more of a trickle, which I actually think is probably a good thing to kind of take a step back, see how it goes with the travelers, what happens with COVID, and then, you know, they can make some more informed decisions after that. Um, but yeah, from a personal standpoint, my kids started school yesterday. So yay, I have uh, had three hours to myself yesterday for the first time in six months, which was super amazing. And then they're gone again today. So when you asked me, I was like, great, <laughs> perfect timing. Um, so we're able to do this today. Um, they get out at 11. So it's really just a, a like a hybrid type situation that they're in. But that's okay. I'm grateful. And then, you know, I've just been really, really busy creating new content for the distinguished guests. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I have a lot more in store that's coming along. So I was like, so glad that you picked up on this because I really didn't do too much to market it up until now. And then, um, you know, three days later, you you messaged me. So yeah, I'm happy to talk about modern hospitality. Unfortunately, it's just one of those things that we don't really often talk about, but it really is the cornerstone of the industry. So, so thanks, Heather. Well, you're one of the people who knows so much about the hospitality side of of this business. You know, I've known you for for a lot of years now. I know you as the go-to person for anything to do with beds, bedding, mattresses. You, you just know what the right thing is to use. But I think that, that perhaps if, if people have listened to previous podcasts I've done with you where we've talked about that, they may not realize that your real focus is on hospitality in general. So hospitality from the beginning to the end of the guest journey. So I want to really go through Look at that. Somebody's put a comment there. So Alana is a rock star. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> it doesn't tell um, us who it is. So that's why we can't give that person a shout out right back. It's Justin Ford, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Just thought I'd share that because that, that, that comment did go on Facebook. So. <laughs> oh, good. Well, okay. my, my, it doesn't show up on my screen. It just said Facebook user. So, but then it's, I saw the Alana rock. So. Yes. Yeah. That, that's all you need to see. 
So you, you posted on the Distinguished Guest, and I'll make sure that there is a link to that post in the show notes. Uh, and it's a post called The 10 Touch Points of Modern Hospitality. And you wrote this, really, it's, it, it's a sort of wraparound content about a visit you had to a hotel in Atlanta. And I thought this would be great, you know, the 10 points here, if we could use this time to actually talk through these 10 points. Because I, you know, we always say people don't read. And, you know, sometimes they listen or they're watching. And I thought, let's let's really push this out. So it's all because it's a it's a brilliant post. And I wanted to push this out. So it's on as much media as possible. So tell us about the visit to the Hotel Claremont, why you went and why you decided to you know, what, what was it about this place that had you focused on this post about modern hospitality? Yeah. So I was just headed to Alabama for a wedding and the quickest way to get there was to actually fly through Atlanta, which I didn't know. So, um, it was just me and my two kids traveling alone. My husband, unfortunately, wasn't able to make this trip. And usually when I just go somewhere for a couple of days, I opt to stay in a hotel because it's just easier and, it just kind of makes more sense. So I wanted to be close to the airport. So um, I just started searching online and found this super cute hotel. Usually I'm constrained by my budget, which like never goes over $250 a night, no matter where I stay, um, unless it's a huge splurge. But, you know, I start off there. And when I'm looking online, the second thing I'm looking for is the wow factor, right? And so that also relates to vacation rentals. And those are the two top points that I look at when I'm running a vacation rental as well. Price is my first determination. And then I really love design. And I like light and airy too. That's really important to me. So really those two things came together. And I think I mentioned I found it on Expedia because I always go there because it's a great aggregator. For me to just go look at a bunch of hotels and filter them out by price and things like that. And then from there, I go direct to the hotel and I book through them. So that's really how I found it. Um, it was like super basic and easy to book. I was able to do it online. Um, but really what caught me was just like kind of that vintage flair, but high design kind of 70s boho feel. So really, that's why I chose it. I didn't really... I mean, I read the reviews. It got great reviews. It looked very clean in the pictures, right? So those are all like the basic things I went through in my mind when I was choosing the place. But I really wasn't thinking like hospitality. I never really think that, right? When I'm booking a place, like, so. So your 10 points, when we would look at these 10 touch points, so it starts then with the search. So these 10 points cover, it's not just about the stay. It starts at the search and it, and it goes all the way through. What was it about the Hotel Claremont's website that you liked? Yeah. And so it's funny. So you're right. I did. And I mentioned there, I did re-engineer the entire process, right? So when I was originally booking, I didn't really have any of this stuff in mind, right? It just kind of sequentially happen. So then I'm, I go on their website and I'm like, wow, this is like such a cute website. Who designed this? I mean, it's like clever. It's thoughtful. Okay. I don't know if you've been on there recently, their website, but they have like these little gifts on there, which actually gave me the idea to put the gifts on my cover photo that I sent to you. So I don't know, it just like felt interactive. It was unique. It was unusual. It was, um, you know, beautiful colors. It just really spoke to me. 
Um, and I know different things speak to different people, but I really just loved how their, and it wasn't so much how their website was like formulated or put together. It was more just like the design, the drawings. Like they didn't necessarily have to use pictures to convey their story. They had drawings. And I was just like, oh my God, this is just like so cute and just has that vintage flair that I love, that I'm loving right now. I was trying to get that website up on here so people could have a look at it, but I'm having a little issue with that at the moment. So it is Hotel Claremont, C-L-E-R-M-O-N-T dot com. And yeah. I'll make sure that's on the show notes as well. So, yeah, I, I, mean, I took a look at the, uh, at the website. And, you know, for, for us as, as vacation rental owners, we are constantly – looking around on different sites, aren't we, to to find out, you know, what is best practice, what makes it, what makes something sticky, readable, usable. And and there's some, some really good stuff on here. I like the fact they've got a local guide, things in the neighborhood, they've got a map, good good stuff on that website. So I can understand that not only do you cover off a lot of modern house of hospitality points in the rest of this, but it does start with this search because it, you, you feel comfortable, don't you? When you've, you've come across a site that really resonates with you. You do. And it's also memorable. I think to me, because it was a little bit different, right? It wasn't what you're so used to seeing on hotel websites. Usually, usually it's a big picture of the hotel or the lobby or whatever it is. And for this to just be so creative and different, it really was memorable to me. And I think that that, really is the goal with, you know, building websites and bringing guests into that hospitality fold right away um, is making it memorable for them, right? And for them wanting to share it. I mean, look, here we are talking about the hotel almost a year later, and I'm still getting their emails and, you know, you're putting it up for the world to see, right? So obviously they're doing something right. Yeah. Interesting comment by Nancy McAleer. It's so interesting that Alana's search starts with the huge OTAs and she goes direct. I love that. And uh, Nancy goes on saying we're seeing the same behavior on Florida rental by owners with travelers going direct for the, for the best price. So it, it really is actually, um, I think, a reminder that when we go independent, we don't have to go completely independent and not advertise on the OTAs. They have their purpose and that's to help people find you but then we also got to work out you know how to get people to go from that OTA to our own site yeah I always say you know don't work for the OTAs make the OTAs work for you oh I need to make a note of that one <laughs> so um okay so it starts with the search what's the action what what do you want people to do at this point to apply After this hospitality to their business Oh, well, you know, I mean, it's really spending some time and being thoughtful about what you want. I'm working with a client right now, and I'll say I'll give him a lot of credit. You know, he uh, hires me to help him. I had a call, and then he, you know, I give him a bunch of information. Okay, here's kind of a roadmap of what I think you should do. And he, you know, took that information, you know, is working on a website and just kind of is, you know, working on all these different things. And, you know, I also, when I'm working with clients, um, when they do a one hour call, they get 30 days of email support with me. And he's just, you know, he's just really just absorbing all of it. Okay, so here's this. Okay, here's the logo. What do you think of this? Okay, you know, the website, well, the colors. Da, da, da. And I'm like, okay, here's what you're doing with design. So those colors I like, but they don't 
tie with the design that you have in the house? Because he's doing the blue and white sort of theme kind of like I have. So I'm like, you know, I think you need to tie it all together, right? So when you're building your website, your entire start to finish process should be branded, right? And branding is something we also don't talk enough about in this industry. So I think if you go on to the Hotel Claremont website, you'll see that everything is branded from start to finish. So everything from their website, their design to their website. So maybe it starts with design when you're first building a place, right? So it's like, okay, in my mind, I'm going to just use me as an example. I'm going to do this blue and white beachy theme. Right. And then I'm going to tie that all the way through my branding. So my website is going to be consistent with those brand colors. I'm going to have a fun, airy, beachy font that's going to go with it. Um, I'm going to design a logo and that's going to be in the, the design of, for me, I use a Hawaii font that's very aloha feeling. And that's what I use for my font and not so much for my website because my website needs a major upgrade right now. But you need to tie all this stuff through all the way to the end, through your social media accounts, you know, Pinterest, Twitter, any sort of photos, any quotes you're doing. It should all be in this theme and these fonts and these colors, right? And so you tie it all through everything till, you know, your your emails that you're sending your guests before they're, you know, departing and, and your, you know, nurture chain, whatever it is. Everything you do should tie through. Yeah, so talk that talk about that email nurture chain this is your second point which is being helpful between the booking and the stay and and i this is this is something i talk about a lot that if i'm staying somewhere i don't want to just book and then not hear anything from the person i booked with or the company i booked with until two days before i arrive so what was it about the clermont that that captured your attention Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, you know, for them in hotels, it's a little bit more corporate, right? So I think that we have the ability to be even more specific to our guests, which I think is really nice. Um, And it feels more kind of one-on-one, like, oh, I'm giving Heather this special information. Whereas like a hotel that gets lost a little bit, um, it's not a fault. But, you know, they 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 just sent me your standard information, information on the area and things that your upcoming stay reminder and things like that. Um, and then to this, I still get their marketing. But really, for vacation rental owners, that nurture chain is a little bit different, right? Just because we have more specifics to give, right? Like I've got to give access information and a code and things like that, um, and directions. And um, so it's a little bit more specific. So I'll talk a little bit to my nurture uh, email chain, what I do for my guests is um, I send them, you know, a thank you for booking. Um, Well, first of all, I have my autoresponders set up. So they immediately get an email, um, an immediate autoresponder that just says, hey, thanks so much. You know, depending on what time it is, you know, we're not at our desk right now, you know, or we're like sleeping. But, you know, we'll get back to you just as soon as we can, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But that's really nice because that, you know, sends a message to the OTAs that you're responding right away. So you get the credit for that. So I really love having that email out there. And then after that, I just send them a quick email. You know, why are you coming to Kauai? What brings you here? We'd love to help you make some more decisions, you know, things like that. Um, Thank you for booking. Here's our booking forms. Please fill these out in the next 48 hours. And then, you know, a couple weeks before they arrive, they get from me a really nice email of, here are my top favorite things that you won't want to miss. 
Um, and people really love that. Kauai is not that big. So you just don't, there's just not a lot of places to go there. Um, so really, and you, and you only usually have seven days, right? So it's like, I give them seven beaches. I give them seven great restaurants. You know, they're not going to be disappointed just because I don't have an overwhelming amount of places in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, they get an access instructions with my house rules. So I know if they've accessed my house, they have seen my house rules. And I know I talk about that one a lot, but that's a really important one because I am in a condo and we have a lot of rules and fines and things like that. So I've never been fined. So obviously whatever my guests are doing and their reading is working out. And then while they're there, the next day after check-in, they get a nice like, hey, how you doing? If you need anything, please let me know. I think that's a really important one because it prevents people from like sitting and stewing on something that might be irritating them. And you're able to address the problem uh, right away. And then after that, you know, every now and again, if the guest seems more chatty, I really try and take my cues from my guests. Then, and I think that's a big part of this hospitality write-up as well, is that you really want to take their cues. If they're chatty, then, you know, I don't mind being chatty. I like texting. It's really easy for me. Um, So I'll just kind of sometimes check in with them or or sometimes I'll go outside of my nurture sequence and just, if I know they have kids and it's been a long day and they've asked me for an early check-in, like after they get there, I'd be like, oh, don't forget to tell the kids to open the closet by the twin bedroom. There's a bunch of toys in there. And like that, the parents love that because they're exhausted from a long day of travel. And then I um, email them the day before they leave to let them know that the, cast, the checkout information, and then I'll follow up with them for a review. So. That, that is that is great. I've stayed at so many places where not, nothing, nothing like that was was in place, and it was so impersonal. Um, that that's a sort of transactional style of vacation rentals, which I think a lot of them still are. But this is, as you say, it's nurturing. It's it's re, it's transactional versus relationship, and you're starting that relationship from the very beginning, which is which is fantastic. Let's move on. We're just on number three. We've got a lot to get through. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the third one is create a seamless booking process and i and i know that so many uh people are uh you know they, they're using airbnb they're using verbo they're using booking.com because it's easy it is easy just get out your phone find somewhere click the button and you're in so i know it's tough to actually have to do this um yourself so what was it like with the clermont actually doing that booking on uh, on their own website well, you know, I mean, the hotels have it down pretty easy. I mean, it's just a whole different scenario, right, with having people in-house and on on location. So, I mean, it's easy. It's like you just put in your credit card and boom, you're done and you get a confirmation. So, I mean, that's the hotels definitely have the benefit on that one. But for vacation rental owners, that's a little bit more difficult. Um, you know, I've kind of streamlined my process as well, too. I have instant books set up on all of them. You know, it's one of those quick things that I do. I'm like, if I'm not happy with a guest, please, they'll usually give you a free cancellation. You usually get like, I think a couple a year. So, and I really don't get more than that, right? It's never really been an issue for me. So people that are concerned or hesitant to actually do it, I would say, you know what, just turn it all on and see how it goes, right? I mean, if you have continued problems, then maybe you need to then take a deeper dive into where those problems are coming from. But I would just say it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it is one of those things that you have to navigate around, you know, regardless of whether you're a host or a property manager like I am. It's just trying to 
to, to make that process as simple as, as simple as possible and get all the information that you want from your guests that you at Airbnb and the other, and the other OTAs are not supplying to you. So it's, it's that uh, you're, you're, we're sort of treading this tightrope between instant booking and no connection and wanting to get that relationship going and still giving the guest an easy booking process along the way. So once you've got the, once that booking process is sorted out, so you also talked about check-in, make check-in simple. I've talked to some of our owners in our property management company who've actually said, I want to know exactly what time my guests are arriving because I want to be there to meet them. That's not a simple process because that that is defining what your guests have to do to gain access to the property. So what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why everybody should not have like some sort of keyless entry lock at this point in the game. I mean, nobody wants to go to the management company and pick up a key before they get to their vacation rental, especially in the day and age of COVID, right? Like they just want to be able to get to their vacation rental and relax. So, I mean, it's a little bit different, I guess, if you're hosting out of your home where you have like a unit, you know, that's detached from your home, it's pretty easy to meet with people. But I mean, I stayed at a vacation rental this summer and um, it was just that scenario where it was like a, like a little room below their house. And it was like almost awkward. I, I didn't know what to say to the people because I had never been in that situation before. And I don't think I really realized that they were going to come out to meet me. It was COVID. I didn't know if I should have a mask on or not. Like, you know, it was the start of all of it. So it was just kind of a little awkward for me. Whereas like, I would have just rather probably just checked in and not had to maybe see everybody after a six hour drive and <laughs> my kids and <laughs> Cheetos flying everywhere. You know what I mean? It's so I would say make it as seamless and easy as possible. You know, I know that my, and know your guests, right? I know my guests arrive later in the day, in the evening usually. So like, it's nice to leave a light on for them. Although everybody has phones on their cameras now, it's still nice to have a light. Um, it gets dark where I am. You can leave bottles of water and things like that. Um, if it makes sense for you, um, that's not for everybody. Um, but really just, you know, making it easy. And to me, that's just making sure they have the code before they're asking for it, right? So it's like a week or so before their arrival. And the other big thing that is important, I think that um, a lot of guests ask for is the Wi-Fi, right? So maybe put those two things together or send them a reminder. That's really nice. But those are like the two major, you know, things I think when it comes to check-in and making it seamless. Well, you're, you're, you're spot on with the Wi-Fi. You know, as a property manager, that is the number one question that we, we get is, and, and this is, this, this, we get this question before they leave, you know, how will I get the Wi-Fi code? Well, it's already in your touch stay guide. Right. So direct them to that. But they, they just want to know that there will be no stopping them from the moment they walk in the door. They can connect immediately. And I, I, th I think we all do that now, which is, you know, it, it, it's interesting how all changed as to our um, Internet usage and how important it is to us. So that's, that's a, that was a really great point. I've just got a question that's come up and I perhaps I, I should have um, mentioned that uh, at that point where we were talking about um, the nurturing. So Judith says, curious to know what platform Alana is using for her nurturing campaign. So I actually am using my VR. So they are uh, a wonderful, um, it's like a website and um, booking management software. And so I use them. 
And they have a whole built-in section where you can set up all of your um, drip, your drip campaign. And it's really convenient, super easy. I mean, when I set that up, I can't tell you it shaved off 10 pounds of stress. And then, you know, just the time alone that I was spending on emailing my guests, I mean, and like, you know, I'd be like out on a road trip and then next thing I know, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I forgot to email the guests. Now I don't even have to worry about that because it's all completely automated. So if there's like one takeaway you guys get from this, it's just like (laughs) save yourself so much time and set up a drip campaign that's automated. Yeah, and many, and uh, sorry, I said Judith, that's Judah. Judah Swaggerty asked that question. And, and we use Active Campaign um, to set up our drip campaigns. There's plenty of um, CRMs, customer relationship management systems. Some of them are built into your property management system. Your, and I'm not sure, I think Res may have uh, one that's built in um, so that there are just so many different ones, but definitely it is really important to to get that set up. So moving on, provide a sanctuary. That was your number five tip. And you said, now we get to the fun stuff. <laughs> well, of course, now this goes back to the, like the number two thing I'm looking at when I'm booking a you know vacation rental or a hotel myself. So really, I love design. And I think, unfortunately, it's something that a lot of owners underestimate. For whatever reason, a lot of people don't want to get designers involved. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's like a cost situation or what it is. Um, But really, if you want to set yourself apart from the competition, it really comes down to design. Design doesn't have to be expensive to be good, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, there are certain places I spend money. And there are certain places where I budget and I don't spend a lot of money. So I have a pretty good sense now after doing this several times um, and working with a ton of clients in the the betting world who are always asking me, I'm like, okay, they're just different. You know, you don't have to spend a ton of money, but design is important. And it's something that I think that every owner needs to really be considering if they really want to increase their return Mm -hmm. on their investment, because it really makes a huge difference. I will tell you that I am able to get sometimes 50 to $75 a night more than my neighbors in my complex. And I get a ton of repeat guests. So here's a great question from Nancy McAleer. She says, so what do you splurge on, Alana? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's all over. It's like super funny the way I do it. I sometimes design driven and it's sometimes functionality and durability driven for me. So like one weird place where I always splurge is I always buy Williams Sonoma, Sonoma oven gloves and mitts. Like, (laughs) I mean, I just think that they're like good quality. They last a long time. So that's like one really kind of funny random place that I'll splurge. Um, I always buy my throw pillows from pottery barn, the covers, Um, Then I'll buy like multiples and I'll like switch them up so that, you know, maybe like the next year, it's just slightly different on the design perspective. Um, And then I just bought all new uh, throw blankets for my beds. And I bought those at a company called Dash and Albert. But I will splurge, but I'll also wait for these things to go on sale. So you'll go on and if you looked at those blankets, you'd be like, oh my gosh, those are so expensive. But remember, I bought them on sale when they were on sale. 
And what I'll also do, one of the things that I do is that I will buy, I have four beds, I'll buy like six blankets so that if one goes out of the rotation or needs to be replaced, I have extras of the same blanket. So, so design is really important. Um, I want to be at a house that feels uncluttered, right? Like I go and stay at these places because they're nothing like my house. My house is like day to day, every day, boring. It's not high design. It just is. So I'm looking to escape that, right? There's dust bunnies everywhere. Like <laughs> my house is a mess. My dogs are chewing everything. Um, so I'm really just looking to escape to a place that feels like super zen, right? Like everything has a place. Everything's clean. It's dusted, right? Your vacation rental should be cleaner than anything. And I know that that is probably one of the next points, but really, I think if there's one place that I see vacation rental owners where they can improve their properties, it's with design. And a lot of times it's just simple little tweaks. Yeah, that, that's perfect. But let's let's just move on to the next one, which is small touches. Because, you know, I, I was talking to my office manager this morning and she's just come back from one of our properties. So she's, she's had a week up there and she, she was just, she could not stop talking about this place. And she said it was all the little things. And she said, I, but she said, what well, I wish I knew, I said, I wish I knew before I went that there was a bread maker because she knew there was a pizza oven. And she said that she'd spent ages before she went doing her pizza dough and freezing it. And she said, oh, it would have been so great if I'd known there was a bread maker. <laughs> and, of course, that, that's a little touch now. You know, we, we, we heard that the, the, the most desired appliance in the last six months has been bread maker. So oh. people are, are so, you know, because they started cooking their own bread, making their own bread when the pandemic started. I mean, I did. I mean, the the – it's all got off now. I haven't made my own bread for the last three months. But I know that if I'm going somewhere, I like to have those extra appliances. I just want to give one little tip here, though. I remember going to a property in Eleuthera in the Bahamas, and they had, an, they had an ice cream maker. I'd never used an ice cream maker, but there were no instructions and no recipe book. So, uh. <laughs> so if, you've, if you've got one of these little you know, so if you're going to add in some small touches with extra appliances, just make sure that you have some instructions and some recipes. And what we're going to do now with that particular property is put the bread maker, uh, list it on the touch day guide, and also put the operating instructions in there as well. So what about the, uh, the small touches that um, Claremont did for you? Yeah, so it was just really nice. And after I wrote that, I realized there were probably a few other things that they did for me. But um, but I will say that, you know, it was nice to have the water there. And a lot of hotels are doing that right now. But, like, it's nice to not have to pay for water, right? And that's such a small yeah. thing. Um, and it's branded. You see how they branded it to their, you know, um, with their logo and things like that. So that was really cool. They also actually, which I forgot to add in there, is they gave drink tickets um, for like coffee in the morning because they have a little cafe downstairs. So that was actually really a nice touch. Um, and especially now with COVID, right? So you might not want to leave some of the extra things that you've been leaving in the past. So like, why not a little gift card to your favorite coffee shop or something like that, right? That for me, like in my area, that helps out the small businesses. And then it's also like the guests, you know, gets them out trying something new um, if you have a special place. So it almost is like you get to 
help two people at once. And I really love that for right now because there are so many struggling businesses out there. Um, or, you know, I mean, like a gift card to use at a restaurant. It doesn't have to be $100. You can give them a $10 gift card. It gets them a drink or whatever it is, and it gets them out to, to one of the restaurants out there. That's such a great tip. Really, really good tip. I love that one. Um, I'm going to skip over the next one because it was check in with your guests, and you'd already covered that early on when you said, you know, after they arrive, you, you, you do a, a quick check in, maybe a phone call, maybe a text. Sounds sounds like I'm really skipping over these, but we've we've covered a few of them already. And then you you talked about um, providing a clean space, which is, you know, I I think about it. Provide a clean space, and I think this should be a no brainer. And I'm still amazed to see reviews that mention cleanliness and lack of attention to detail. And I think you know you can. You go through and do all these wonderful, wonderful things, and let, then the guest finds the dust bunny under the bed. Yeah. So this is definitely one that at my vacation rental, I don't, I leave, I don't leave a ton of extras in terms of like food or a welcome basket or anything like that. Of course, I leave out like a large, um, you know, amenities in every bathroom and things like that because you guys know that's my thing. But the one thing um, I always say that I do like to spend extra money on is cleaning because I feel like that is the number one thing that people don't pay enough attention to. I stated enough vacation rentals that, you know, weren't spotless to, you know, point that out a lot. And I think it is something that's very important that you need to work with your cleaners on. And I think that people hire cleaners and they're like, okay, this is what I need done. But it's more than that. You know, you never know who's staying at your place. Um, I oftentimes have friends stay at my place and they will give me true, honest feedback. Hey, there were hairs in the shower. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it was clean. I just think that the person who was cleaning had long hair and, you know, just a hair was there, but I appreciated that feedback. And the minute I got it, I, I explained to my, you know, there's a, I have someone that oversees the cleaner. So that's the person that I deal with. And I, you know, anytime I get feedback, I try and give really constructive feedback to my cleaners. I don't usually, I never, I've never gotten ding for a cleanliness issue like that because stuff happens and people understand. So if your place is like 99.9% perfect, but there's like one little small thing, that's not going to ruin somebody's stay. But <laughs> if it's consistently not clean, then that's a problem, right? So you should strive for that 99.9% and just know that things are going to happen here and there. But I always, like I said, give that feedback to my cleaners, she passes it along. And then, you know, every time we go through this, which isn't often, we're just setting ourselves up for being in a better position. But for me, I spend my extra money on cleaning versus a gift basket, because I just think that it's hard to give gifts in the tropics and things like that and have food around. I feel like my customers and my clients value that even more. Oh, I'm 100% agree with that. Yeah, if you're going to spend your money. And and teach, you mentioned in the uh, in the blog post, make sure your cleaners are well-trained in cleaning for hospitality because there is that there is that difference. Residential cleaning, of course, is not the same as hospitality cleaning. So, it, you know, I've had to teach my cleaners that, that, that those little things like, you know, you, you wouldn't do a residential clean and open up the cupboards and take out all the plates and check to make sure they haven't been put back unwashed 
Right. <laughs> but you do, you would do that, or or that there's mugs gone back in a cupboard that that haven't been washed. You know, the kids have used something and they've just put it straight back in the cupboard rather than you know, spend the time washing it up or putting it in the dishwasher. So right. it's just those 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 differences. You know, train your cleaners for hospitality. Right. And also, you know, um, cleaning under the beds to get the dust out of there, you know, pulling up the couch cushions to get, you know, the leftover goldfish out of there from kids or whatever it is. But those are like really important things. And then also like stain treating and, you know, um, being attentive and reporting yeah. problems. I think that's also a huge part that goes unnoticed and unreported. And I think it's so important to just really have that open dialogue with your cleaner. Like, you know, I tell my cleaner, like, if my carpet's dirty, like, don't hesitate to call me, you know, I'm like, have my carpet cleaner on speed dial on my phone. I get my carpet clean more than anybody I know. But you know, I mean, like, let's not wait to get a complaint. Let's just get it clean. Right. And so, you know, she knows my standards are so high that she reports everything to me. And then I make the decision on whether or not I want to deal with it at that point in time. Yeah, I mean, this this is a whole episode in itself, and I think yeah. um, I should probably get that done shortly as well. Um, let's move on to number nine. Let your hospitality be your review request. And I, I love that. This is not the plea, oh, please give me a five-star review. This is basically you've done your job so well that, of course, they're going to leave you a good review. Yeah, I mean, really, people should – want to give you a review, right? And so yes, the OTAs are really good at automating that now. I will give Airbnb credit. They're really good at it the way they have it set up. And so people are inclined to leave reviews right away. So I think that's important. But also wanting people to who book direct to leave reviews for you. I mean, even asking them, I think is fine, right? Like having some sort of automation. But you know, you just want them to have such a good time that they want to relive it in the review, you know, or I always say, hey, would you mind leaving me a review? It really helps out other people who are looking to rent my place um, to know kind of what's nearby, you know, what you liked about the place and things like that. So like these people can also help you sell vacations, right? If they've had a good time. But how do we get them to that point? We get them to the point of wanting to do that by nurturing them. And I think that yeah. there's, so, I think one important thing that we need to add to this conversation is that there's a lot of people out there who look at this as, oh, this is such a passive business. And there's a lot of people out there who are selling the dream of this being a passive business and hospitality is by no means passive. And, you know, getting your guests to the point where they want to leave a review for you is because you have not been passive, right? Um, if you're getting complaints on cleaning, that's passive, right? You're not being active. You're not being active with your cleaners. You're not being active with how you want them to make the beds, what you're, you know, asking them to do. So, so, so passive, it is not. Um, and I think that we really need to make sure that, you know, when people are starting out in this business, that they understand that because this isn't just like you filling your bank account with money. You know, you have to work for that money and any money in life, you have to work for. Nothing's passive in life. I fully agree with that one too. And and yes, I, I a little less now, I think. We're seeing these, you know, make money without having to lift a finger types of of, of promotions and marketing. Because I think um COVID has has taken out um quite a large chunk of of that market. 
And I'm, yeah, I'm okay with that because <laughs> you're absolutely right. This is not a passive business. So finally, number 10 was stay in touch. And you say to this day, I am still on the Hotel Claremont mailing site, not because I plan to go back to Atlanta, but because they have a special place in my memory. So are you happy to continue receiving those messages from them? And I open them up every single time. And I think that that is because one that I'm in this business. So I look at it as like inspiration, right? So, so there's that. If anybody's going to Atlanta, I always tell them, oh, you should go stay here at this cute little place that I stayed at. You know, here we are talking about it now. I re-engineered the process, right? I mean, so, I mean, what better review of a place to stay than just having somebody take it and learn from it? And I think that's really important too. I mean, I think people should be staying in hotels and who are vacation rental owners and hosts and really try and understand hospitality. I mean, I will say that I'm a little jaded because of what I do. So it's really hard for me to have like, I basically go into every situation that I'm staying at with no expectations because I know I'm just hard to please in that area. And I hardly ever leave reviews because I just don't think it's fair for me to leave reviews because, um, because I, because my standards <laughs> are so high and I'm sometimes jaded. Um, but you know, for them, I just was so blown away by their hospitality and how kind they were to me. I mean, it even kind of goes beyond what I've told you. The manager was English and it was, you know, we're talking about, is it Mr. Frosty's? Yeah. <laughs> and so what, what, what is the, um, the candy that's in them? Oh, no, no, I don't. Well, anyways, it was my husband's birthday and I'm like, oh my yeah. God, uh, they had curly whirlies. And I was like, oh my gosh, they have curly whirlies. And, uh, flakes, flakes, that's what it was. And right. I was like, oh yeah, cool. flakes. Yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh, he's like, I have some in my office. He's like, we haven't put them out yet. He like brought me a bunch of flakes to bring home to give to my like kids and my husband. And like, you know, I mean, it was just, you know, it was just very sweet and kind and just was such a nice place. The people at the front desk were wonderful. I mean, from the maintenance man to, you know, getting directions to go to dinner and, and the guy who worked the coffee shop. I mean, he was like so sweet and chatty and fun to talk to every morning. I don't know. It was just like everything about the people. The people really made the stay. And I think that it was that connection that just really made me want to write the reviews. And um, the way they treated their employees was really nice. And, you know, they seemed like a very happy family of coworkers and that really reflected on their business and how they ran it and how they treated their customers. So I think if like you could take anything away from this conversation, it's really just kind of how you treat people. Right. I mean, and give them the best experience possible. Stuff goes wrong. Nothing's perfect in life, especially in a vacation rental. Cause we have the challenge of not having 300 other rooms to put somebody in. And so it's really how you deal with some of those challenges. This summer, I might, or not this summer, last year, my air conditioning went out and, you know, one guest canceled, which was fine. I let them know in advance. They're welcome to cancel. And the other ones ended up staying, you know, I gave them a free night. I, you know, compensated them with other things while they were there because I just knew it was the right thing to do, right? Hawaii can get so hot not having air conditioning. I mean, that's like a huge part 
of why people rent my place because I have air conditioning. Um, so I really, and another conversation we can have is I've really, really turned the corner on my cancellation policy and how I'm looking at that now and different things that come up because, you know, I mean, nobody wants to go to a place that's 90 degrees with like a hundred percent humidity inside. <laughs> uh, you know what, you know, what, what, what's always come across from the time I first met you is that you know, one of your values, and I think one of your core values is kindness. And you, you know, you, you mentioned that. And then in everything you're talking about, it's about being kind to people. And there's so little of that. Um, well, th th that we're seeing at the moment that, that when you're expressing that sort of, of kindness in the guest host relationship, it makes such a difference to people. And, you know, I, I think, you embody the perfect host. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think I, I think I think people can learn a huge amount from you, uh, Alana. And you know, I just want to thank you so much for we, we've, we're sort of coming up to the end of this, and we could keep going on, but <laughs> we we've got to we've got to close it down. So I just want to thank you for you know for sharing all this with us. Uh, it's so valuable. If for some, maybe it's just like, well, yeah, you know, we, I've, I've heard this before, but I think it's so important that we continue to repeat these points because the more we repeat them, the more people are going to really appreciate that, that this is the embodiment of modern hospitality. So thank you. Exactly. Thanks for having me, Heather. And it is the foundation and it's something that you can build on. It's something you can learn and it's something that you're right. We need to talk more about because it's so overlooked. So thanks for having me. Well, just before we go, just tell, just take, take a minute or two and just talk about the distinguished guest and where people can find you. Oh, great. Yeah. You guys can find me at the distinguishedguest.com. I have a blog. So it's transitioned over the last like six months. So I'm working on creating a lot of new content. So this is one of my first pieces. So I'm really excited about that. And then you can find me at my Facebook group. We're 7,500 people strong. It's called new to short-term rentals, Airbnb and hosting. And it's a really great vibe in there. And we um, talk about a lot of everyday issues that people are having. So you can find me there. Those are like the two best places. And you can always email me or message me from my website. Well, I'll make sure that all your contact information is on the show notes for the podcast and if you're watching this on youtube you can see it just down below so that's it for now i'll catch up with you in just a second alana i'm going to be closing now and uh, and we'll probably talk a bit more in a sec okay well thank you so much alana that was terrific and I hope that, you know, what we discussed came as a, a really useful reminder on the stages of the guest journey from the actual search all the way through to the post-vacation. I did a presentation, my presentation at the Book Direct Summit or the Book Direct Show just uh, back in late September. It was about this. It was about these touch points that we have with our guests not just from the time they arrive, but from the time that they start searching for their vacation. And we can be instrumental 
in helping them find that that dream stay. And because we're being instrumental in that, we're moving the dial from being a transactional accommodation provider to having a relationship with our guests. And so, you know, from transactional to relational, if you like. I'm not sure relational is a word, but you know, it is now. So if, if that's one thing you take away from all this is consider at every stage of that journey, what your relationship with the guests is actually like. How are you steering them towards their goal of their ultimate goal of having a fantastic vacation and taking away great memories of it? And because this business carries responsibilities and our responsibilities as travel providers mean that we need to be there with them at every step of the way. So you'll find links to all the things we've been talking about on the show notes. Please go over there and take a look and check out Alana's blog post, but also check out the products on there because she really does know her stuff about the products that appeal to guests, you know, particularly bedding and sheets and comforters and duvets and all those things. So she is definitely my go-to person for just about everything hospitality. So that's it for another week. If you haven't yet left a review on iTunes, I would love you to do so. The more reviews we get on iTunes, the more people hear about the Vacation Rental Success podcast and come to visit. We are just approaching 750,000 downloads at this time with 300 and this is episode 359 So we are moving on. I want to get that last 250,000 out of the way. So if there's anybody you know that that is not listening to the Vacation Rental Success podcast, I would love it if you would pass the information on to them and get them to download an episode or two. As ever, if you've got any comments, if you want to connect with me, you can do so at heather at vacationrentalformula.com. Sometimes I'm a little tardy in replying because I do get so many emails, but I will respond. I absolutely promise I will respond. So please uh, email me if you've got questions or comments. Okay, that's it for another week. I think I probably said that, but I'm saying it again. I will be with you again next week. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.